0: Thank you so much for pulling up a chair and joining us for Dinner Table Talks. We have a lot to talk about. You can always learn more and help us spread the word all across social media. That's at our Dinner Table Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And for you Twitter users, it's dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com and send us an email at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Dinner's ready. Hello and welcome to Dinner Table Talks. It's been 21 meals since we last talked to you. We've eaten breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or some versions thereof, for seven days, and we want you to come to the table and we'll talk about it this week. Hey, Aslan, how are you?
1: I'm good, how's it going, Joe? How has your week been? Full of delicious meals and great conversations, as always, and, and lots of interesting things just in general.
0: So, like I said, we've eaten 21 meals since the last time we all got together at the dinner table. And the question I have for you, straight up, let's get right into it. What was your favorite meal that you enjoyed this last week?
1: Food-wise. The thing about the way that we cook is that it's really about seasonal availability. Mm-hmm. And then also it would be about what proteins have been available to us either because it's been a hunting season and we have a large portion of some different hunting or, or my brother's been fishing. So we have a lot of fish or there was a ton of fresh chicken available at the farmer's market. And so we got a few fresh chicken. We are always looking at what's seasonally available. And so as I've mentioned before, Joe does most of the cooking and I add my, Thoughts into that. Sure, and I add my ideas. It's and... a it's a
0: pretty good partnership in the sense of you know I'm gonna li- do I'm not and I'm not even like disparaging how it works. I'm gonna do the manual labor in the kitchen, <laughs> right? I mean the chopping in the and and the preparation of the thing and putting it all together but it usually stems from you it's, it's an inventory well what do we have i've got three chickens in the freezer i got some steak i got some ground beef whatever you know, whatever yeah. and then uh, oh and we don't forget we just went to the farmer's market on wednesday and we do that every wednesday and that's yeah. where we try to shop and we don't mind supplementing from the grocery store i mean right. if that's what you got to do There's no onions i got to right. cook with onions and green and right. bell peppers and those kinds of staples every every day
1: but either way we stick with seasonally available right. and at the and in terms of vegetables, it often le- leans more on vegetables because whatever is seasonally available at the farmer's market. In our farmer's market, the work that I do is to help grow and strengthen the farmer's market that I helped create seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've learned is the challenges of growing in our region especially when there's not a a ton of education available to us so there are times of the year when there's very very little stuff available this time of the year exactly the
0: heat of summer late august you know i guess we're we're in september well and
1: i would say almost even more now than in the summer in that unless some of the farmers and some of them are getting better at it are kind of experimenting and planting in the summertime with them some things there just isn't a lot available because they're planting their main main harvest right now which is If you're listening to this and you're in Washington State right now, that makes very little sense to you because you guys are beginning to put your gardens to bed right now. And our gardens are just waking up because we're now going to have nine months of the coolest seasons of the year for us. But cool for us isn't, you know, below 20. Cool for (laughs) us is... 80s. cool for us is definitely in the 70s that's that comfortable you know whatever and so we're working to get our our ground temperature down well enough to plant so that kind of that's a the long story in saying kind of why we choose to eat the way we choose to eat and that is what's what is what do we have a lot of what can we cook right now and one of our farmers has managed to get squash summer squash back up in production and is bringing summer squash to the farmer's market now we had summer squash available And what meat do we have? And so Joe quickly said, okay, I've got a chicken. We use an instant pot, which has become a blessing, I think, into the way we cook in our lifestyle. Part of that is because when we buy a chicken, we buy a whole chicken from the farmer's market. Then we have to cook and process and go through the whole deal of preparing a a whole chicken.
0: I'm glad we're talking about this specific thing because I think it's going to get into my answer to the question I just asked you about Mm -hmm. meat and eating meat. So they, that Instant Pot was a gift, and I was hesitant because it, I know it was very fatty at the t- F-A-D-D-Y, fad, not fatty. <laughs> fatty at the time. You know, when, when we received it, we buy whole chickens as opposed to going to the grocery store and maybe buying chicken legs or chicken breasts, or we buy whole chickens. Now, some of that, the cuts of meat are also available at the farmer's market by a vendor or two where, where they'll have pre-cut the breasts off of it, but I find that
1: well, I mean there's two things. Number one, oh God, it's how deep come. are we going
0: to go on a whole chicken? I- I'm That's ready okay. I'm ready to do it
1: cost efficient right big time is it more cost efficient to buy a whole chicken yes it is and also we don't just buy from the farmer's market because it's some trendy thing to do it is a part of our life and the sustainability of it and the seasonality of it and using every part of the animal is just as so so we use every part of the animal let's not
0: let's not short sight the notion that you have and i know i'm going to get into this a little bit later in the episode and that is clean meat for as long as i've known you you want to know where your meat comes from
1: i actually when i went out to dinner one night out out, i made the joke that i'm like the portlandia character in that you know
0: there's a lot of portlandia in our life i mean, I I don't mean just watching the show we enjoy the The, show i want to know that chicken we relate to that exactly right but i
1: mean it's not that exaggerated but i'm real particular about it chicken is very like of all the meats i might lean a little bit more on you know seafood you know, I try to find out where it's coming from, things like that. But when it comes to beef, I have made some choices recently because of some diet changes with the grain. Push pause
0: on that because I want to talk. Oh, that's mine okay. later.
1: Okay. So anyways, that that you're, got you're, us to where we are with this meal that I... Okay. He said hey, squash and he said chicken and, and we, al- saying, we always
0: have onions we always have peppers yeah
1: we have a grower that grows peppers bell peppers all year long pretty much beautiful colors he's yeah. really really good at it but uh so peppers onions you know all of that what, what do we have okay go through a day of work still thinking about it i immediately think pollo con calabaza which is something that we cook fairly regularly from time to time yeah yeah if you are not aware of mexican foods mexican traditions whatever we've been in south texas both of us our whole lives it's not unusual at all to have pollo con calabazas. That is chicken with squash, basically. And it's a delicious kind of shredded chicken with tomato, you know, whatever. So that was the thing that was originally brought... That was
0: your launch point?
1: That was my launch point. Mm-hmm. And then I started kind of digging around and I'm not allowed to eat grain. Every pollo con calabazas recipe has corn in it. I know that we can take that out. That's not a big deal. But no. for some of them, that's just not really calling me. That dish is not calling me this time. And so I start kind of doing some searches and... If you're one of those people that kind of feels the same way, like you, you want to be more creative about how you cook and you've got all these different things, literally, it is as simple as pushing in chicken, squash, and then I think we found that we had like Parmesan in the fridge. So I was like, chicken, squash, Parmesan. And I came up with this, came across this recipe. It's a skillet, lemon, chicken, zucchini let's see what the actual name of it lemon parmesan chicken with zucchini squash chicken now why was this
0: your favorite meal of the week we've eaten pretty good
1: well first of all because it was extremely delicious like it just it was such a good dish but also because we were able as we normally do to take what we had take a recipe that we found with the items that we had on it and then make the whole thing our own Mushroom. So I need a little bit, you know, more vegetables, a little meatier stuff. So. Mushrooms
0: were not in the recipe no. you sent me. That's, mushrooms. Where we, that's where we improvise a little yep. bit. Yep. Hey, we got mushrooms in here. Should I use those? Why not?
1: Yeah. So, so, so it's got when, mushrooms in it. Sorry to
0: interrupt you, but one, sometimes the answer is no. No, no, no. This is not a recipe that would be good with mushrooms or whatever we have.
1: Yeah. He'll yell out the kitchen sometimes and ask me, hey, can I put this in there? And I'm like, no, no, no. Those two things don't go together. Well, it's, not, not, it's not
0: can I. It's more, hey, so what do you think? And right. then we'll have a nice <laughs> little I? conference and then we'll do it would you say?
1: (laughs) Right. So anyways, I make, we, we, we get this dish together and it seems to all be coming together quite well. And, you know, you look at that and you think, okay, well, what kind of, I mean, in the American diet, what's the starch that's going to go with that meal? Can't do rice, but we have found. Well, you are
0: under kind of dietary restrictions currently where we are not doing rice. Right. Uh, At your house, do some rice, you know.
1: Right what we have been introduced to by one of our friends that we've spoken of before is a pasta made with black bean.
0: These are game changing additions to our kitchen.
1: Absolutely. And you've heard us talk about the tortillas made with cashew nut. And I mean, so we're looking for things. So, this, oh, yeah, this, been...
0: this is not a podcast about how to go grain-free, by the way. No. <laughs> you, you just happened to be dropping into our dinner table where 50% of the people that are talking today have been, you know, suggested they go to a grain-free diet for a while. So it's been an interesting journey yeah. for the last, what, five weeks, six yeah. weeks? It's actually it...
1: been fun, and it's actually made me feel like I'm actually feeling better. Like, I'm, I'm physically feeling better.
0: Everyone can tell.
1: And diet is changed and of course I'm, you know, taking a fistful of supplements, which is a whole nother conversation. But having these introduction to things that I think that I probably, if I went to an Italian food restaurant and they're serving um, homemade pasta like our friends do, in a normal life, if I knew these things now that Prior I knew Prior to then, five, six weeks ago. Yeah, but I, but I still know this stuff. Sure. I would have a meal, just whatever, delicious, grain. Regular wheat-based noodles. You would
0: buy homemade cookies from the farmer's market and enjoy those. There's delicious breads. But now I
1: also have this delicious pasta that I've found. So if you're at all interested in just checking it out, whether you're a vegetarian and you need a little bit more protein or you're trying to do keto or grain-free or whatever, check this out. I think it's Explore Cuisine is the brand. And, um, we can actually get them at our local natural grocers and probably at other places as too, but it's a, they have two different varieties that both have been excellent. One of them is this, um, black bean, like a spaghetti pasta,
0: like a thin fettuccine noodle.
1: No, not like thin, not, not like fettuccine at all. Cause fettuccine is like flat. That's like the other one.
0: I thought it was flat.
1: No, it's black. Like the little skinny black.
0: No, I know it's black. Anyways. That's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. It is a long noodle. How's that?
1: It's a long noodle. Noodle. Maybe like an angel hair pasta. But I don't there, know.
0: There whatever. Is, there is 100% no wheat in it. No.
1: Black bean. It's made with black
0: bean. It is black.
1: Yeah. The, the noodle it
0: is black.
1: Yeah. So, so we got this beautiful, delicious skillet made kind of shredded chicken with the seasoning. Oh, and that's another great point is I'm... One of the things since we've been together... You know, most families, my family, probably your family, used taco seasoning, Italian. You're seasoning. talking like a little foil
0: packet that yeah, says taco something. seasoning, right. or
1: even yeah, that any kind of like package of seasoning, or even like a container with different mixtures of seasoning in it. And what ends up happening a lot of times with those seasoning mixes is that they're preserving them for you. And so they're putting them in packaging. So they've got extra things in there that you maybe don't
0: want. The top few ingredients might say cumin or coriander, but those bottom ingredients are... Uh, Big gobbledygook of chemical So Soy
1: and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, whatever. Stuff that aren't really necessary if you're not afraid to make some of these things yourself. And a lot of times that has been part of the reason why that's become a thing in our house. But I think the other reason is you've just learned to make do with what we have. So you'll no, say... No, that's not the right
0: way to put it at all. Okay. We have the real thing. We have all the More real ingredients. More often than not. Right. And our kids will testify to this. We can testify to this. Friends that come over and eat can testify to this. There is a big flavor difference between opening up a packet of taco. I'll go with your thing. Taco seasoning mm-hmm. and dumping it into some ground beef or.
1: Getting out all five of those seasonings. Yeah,
0: five to seven ingre- ingredients yeah. that would make up a taco seasoning. And throwing seasoning. in
1: fresh garlic and fresh onion instead of... Of,
0: of. of a powder thing or a right. reconstituted thing. Right. Now, I will not lie. I have a cupboard filled with garlic powder, onion powder, all of the herbs that you would buy from your grocery store, from oregano to basil to all of them. I typically try to find and buy organic. I typically try to find larger quantity to save money on the purchase as far as price per ounce or price per whatever, but I can't imagine going back.
1: Right. Well, and also, even though God, I- even
0: though the convenience of it is real, that's the that's the other thing is that while I'm sure our lifestyle will be a star of this show and, and, and not taking many shortcuts and who would have known we'd spend so much time on this first dish. But I think that the backup and the context and how we do it is kind of important for us to talk about. You can take that on. And I would suggest that you do because you're going to make better food.
1: Yeah, your food's going ge- to... It's better for you and it tastes better. Oh, it tastes
0: better. And That's... and better tasting food makes it easier to get the family to the table.
1: Right. True. Yeah. Our, our kids like to eat at our table with us. That, said if, I made, like to, yeah. it,
0: that said, if I made a good old-fashioned box of Kraft macaroni and cheese, that would get our kids to the table, too. Don't you think?
1: I have no idea. It's but, been so long since But I make had...
0: a badass macaroni and cheese from scratch. Yeah.
1: Why so... would we go back? Right. Exactly. That's... And that
0: orange that that craft uh, no
1: you know I don't think my kid I don't I mean okay maybe nah. the boys off at college now oh sure but but here no they would be more than disappointed if that was the meal I'm not saying that there isn't a kid or two in our house that it'd be perfectly fine with some craft macaroni and cheese but my kids would be irritated and, and, if you, <laughs> would... and I want to be
0: very very clear we are not snobs. We are not judgy. If you do craft macaroni and cheese, God love you. I mean, make it and serve it and get that family around the table. However, however it, it requires. This it is
1: throughout. just how we do it.
0: This is how we do it. Okay, let's yeah. go back to the right, question: exactly. What was the best meal you had this week? And it's a meal I made. Thank you.
1: Yes, and and it was delicious. And we had so it was skillet, Parmesan, lemon, chicken, squash, deliciousness over the top of some black bean spaghetti and don't noodles. you think
0: this will go into our rotation?
1: Absolutely. This dish was great. And that's the thing because when you're when it's squash season at the farmers market or when it's eggplant season at the farmers market or okra season or carrot season or beet season or broccoli season, we're going to eat that fresh seasonal vegetable as many times as we can in a row. So we don't want to have the same thing over and over and over again. So we're constantly looking for new ways. And it it gives our creative nature the ability to be creative and to find things and to share things with folks like you and our friends and others that are trying to come up with good ways to use squash and whatever is the big seasonal vegetable of the
0: month. And we'll definitely post this recipe on all of our social medias because this is one that you should try at home. It's really, really good. Yes. And
1: everything that we post and share, we will show you some photos and things like that. but. Keep in mind that the fun of how we do it is being creative with it and making your own changes and knowing that it's completely okay to completely change a recipe or it's completely okay to follow the recipe exactly as it is. Okay, I want to
0: sew up a couple of rabbit holes here. Okay. Do you want me to do it now or in a future episode talk about how I do a chicken from frozen whole chicken to the final result? Should we save that for another time? I
1: think you should save that for another chicken dinner night.
0: Okay. And then my next question, I cannot remember, so never mind. Let's move (laughs) on. That
1: was great. Okay, so let's talk about your best dinner table conversation of the week.
0: There is a topic in our home that is consuming conversation, and that is the upcoming ACL Festival in Austin, Texas. Yeah. One of the first things—oh, correct me on this. One of the first things we did together as a couple that was became a tradition, was a big deal. Was you and I went to the Austin ACL. It's called, yep, in Austin.
1: That was the year that the Shins played. That's the main thing I remember because that's one of my favorite. Bands. Didn't we see remember, Weezer? Like, Weezer. We saw. Oh, we saw the Black Keys. What were the other big people that year? Because it was big. I think we saw the Avid Brothers for the first time, which is one of our favorite bands. Right,
0: and it missions,
1: is a, one of our favorite bands. It
0: is a three-day festival. There might be one near your house, like Bonnaroo or Coachella, or you know, they are all over the country. They have become since we've even started going. We've seen a level of. I'm trying. I'm over here just trying to remember the bands from that first time that we went. And then, as over the course of the six, seven years that we've known one another, we saw
1: Bombay Bicycle Club. I'm all I'm over here thinking of all of them. You know why? Because I think that there's something about that first ACL and you making that playlist mm-hmm. of all the music. That's mm-hmm. when we saw LP. It's kind of the soundtrack of our relationship a little bit. You know, we saw Jack White. We saw Quiet. We Company. saw Jack White that year. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Jack White was the big and one. And that was for the year we've his, seen Jack White at least were, twice since then. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah
0: we uh, the soundtrack
1: of our life is started at at an acl of our life together
0: you're absolutely correct Mm -hmm. because we listen to those playlists before during and after the entire weekend and then next year they'll release the lineup and we'll make a new playlist and find learn some new bands and like some bands we've heard of a little bit more
1: well one year we were supposed to go to both weekends we were going to go one weekend with the boys and then one weekend without the boys and some major life shifts well that's where i'm
0: trying to get to we have taken the boys Mm -hmm. and of course they are there to see the hip-hop acts and Mm -hmm. and i think I think my son's first concert with his with your son it was Eminem mm-hmm. not not his first concert but that was the one of the that was the big hip-hop act of the year a couple, yeah. several years ago then we went back the next year with the boys and saw Kendrick Lamar uh-huh but we wouldn't take the girls
1: right and then last year just we didn't a little go at too all. young was not oh. quite right yeah the girls were a little too young and Cortland was already off at college mm-hmm. and so the time, I was running no, for mayor. the bands, the <laughs> we, and We the also thought that the weren't bands weren't, the, yeah. weren't
0: worth the money to spend so, and the time to get away. Yeah. And you were in the middle of the mayoral, not in the middle, you were at the very beginning of the mayoral election. Yeah. yeah and or...
1: so, so yeah, so that was, there was some decisions and we decided not to go last year. So and we're taking so the girls and it's
0: consuming our lives, the conversations, because it's, yeah. I want to see this and how do we this? And the conversations that we've been having have been, we are not going to let you girls out of our sight right because it is a it is it is of the festivals it is the nicest one it is the cleanest one it's got the most friendly communal vibe right as i understand and there's it.
1: lots of families there
0: oh yeah there's, it's a family tradition all ages
1: of people there yeah.
0: it is steeped in tradition in community in, in a way that i admire that festival very much so we decided this year we were going to take everybody the boys are going to meet us from school and the girls were, were taking them up with us, and the conversations are great. Little tiffs that are not real about I want to see my favorite band of all time is The Cure. Sorry, period. It is, and this is probably my last time to be able to see them. You and I have seen The Cure at ACL, but it was pouring down rain. We were in
1: the rain. That was the in year. Fact, that, that was the year it got flooded out. The
0: next day got canceled, uh-huh. and we all got refunds on our tickets. We didn't get to see Phoenix. We didn't. I can't remember. We didn't get to see
1: the Nationals.
0: So I mean, yeah. without getting too. Much in more into it because it looks like this this episode is going to run a little long. We're just uh, enjoying talking. It has consumed our conversation and these conversations and the memories that I know that we're about to have are very fun and very easy to get a conversation going about.
1: Yeah, we can talk about the music and then we're we're talking about making up the playlist and you know and then we're talking about well what are we going to wear and sure. you know the girls are already because they're having their first experience with something that's a really big deal for that age of kiddo for their parents to take them to this. Big weekend of concerts. I expect that we'll talk about it again. I expect you'll hear a dinner table conversation from Austin and or from ACL, uh, you know, from the experience that we had.
0: Yeah, so that's coming up soon. That was my favorite uh, dinner table talk of the week.
1: But I've already heard talk about, like, places people want to eat and this voodoo donut thing.
0: Voodoo? (laughs) I don't know
1: anything about it, and I won't be eating any voodoo donuts unless they have grain-free voodoo donuts.
0: I've been to voodoo donut when I went up a work thing to Austin. Got a beard trim. I, it was a hipster day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got a beard trim at a fancy be- beard yeah. trimming place. And then I passed a place called Voodoo Donut that had a lot of people in the parking lot. And I thought to myself, when in Austin... <laughs>
1: So you had a voodoo donut went
0: to voodoo donut it's it's exactly what you I'm would have imagine to have a it nibble, to be. nibble
1: on a donut i think okay. that you should take a bite
0: <laughs> they, it's it's homemade donuts with all kinds of crazy flavor combinations and toppings and it's it's exactly they're pretty darn amazing from what i remember and hoping that the quality is exactly still where it was when the last time i was there and i would be glad to share a bite of my voodoo donut with you mm, voodoo donuts
1: <laughs> i don't even know what i'm dreaming about but either I, way it doesn't you, matter wherever,
0: it, wherever you live you have Special things. Mm -hmm. The city that we live in has so many special things, and 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 I like to get in there and talk about them and go do them as often as possible. Yeah. However, it is a population size that is smaller than larger metropolitan cities. There are socioeconomics that are different. I I mean, there's a lot of things that are different to where niche things. I remember being in Austin, and Austin is not Mecca. It's just a place where well,
1: and we've watched it change. I mean, we're we're here. We're from here. We've seen Austin.
0: There is a, so much in the last There is years. an olive oil and balsamic vinegar store. Now you probably have depending on the size of your town or the proximity to another kind of town, you, you might, have. might have seen something like that. That's yeah. never going to fly in Corpus Christi. Not even to say that I would be a frequent shopper at the well, olive oil store. And but. not
1: to say that somebody wouldn't try it because people try things all the time down here, but trying it and making it fly are often two different things in the area and that's, you know, in some communities are like that and some things some leading edge Kitschy things just tend to fly better because they have people, more people that are willing to try things. That doesn't mean. But it's to me,
0: ACL good. or going up there to the Prohibition Creamery, which is oh, an ice cream. Uh, we're going there. We're gonna That's go there. That's happening. An ice cream store with alcoholic ice cream as an option. It's so good. Uh, so we can take the kids, and they don't have to get like that. Like butter
1: and rum ice cream with real with
0: real rum and rum butter and but- <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Let's push pause and, and um. Yeah. But it's nice to live three hours away from a place like that three where we hours don't, where away. we don't have to get <laughs> into the traffic yeah. we don't have to get into the high uh, cost of living we can go visit yeah. have an acl experience yeah go tr- eat some alcoholic ice cream Eat a crazy voodoo donut and then come home.
1: Right, exactly. Where
0: our our kitchen and table are waiting for us.
1: Where we can make the most delicious meal. So tell me what your most delicious meal of the week, what what thing did you enjoy the most? Well, as
0: we move forward, let me just correct you, it, it may not have been the most delicious meal. It was my favorite meal of the week. And I've got to tell you, your pick was great. And I'm glad to find a new recipe that we can put into the rotation. Yeah. Mine is, I alluded to it earlier, this notion, and we have talked about it in, I can't remember, one or two episodes ago, about your decision to begin eating restaurant meat. If it's meat that you have, that don't know where it came from, if you don't know the cow's name.
1: I never knew any of the cow's names, by the way. That's not true. Well, there might have been a ribeye. there.
0: Your parents always at their farm
1: name they have cow. got
0: a few steer yes. and one of them is going to be processed
1: okay fine and then
0: we get to share in that bounty
1: but that's not the case all the time you're
0: absolutely right but you have got a no
1: now, i before
0: i answer the question i wanted you to go into a little more detail about why you had lived that way and why and we've mentioned it but why you are making a break from that because it is a fundamental shift In the way that you and I have eaten for six or seven years. And
1: our whole lives, everything. yeah, You're absolutely right. I I used to read a lot more than I read now. When social media took over my phone and took over the computers and took over all the conversations everywhere.
0: Well, it certainly took time out of a busy schedule that you might have devoted to reading a book. Right, right. Same here, same everywhere.
1: Well, so instead of, you know, I mean, I'm always one of those. I, I like to get buried sometimes when... Maybe when I'm feeling a little stressed out or I've got a problem I need to solve and I used to bury myself in books and I don't seem to be burying myself in books anymore. I mostly bury myself in Netflix. Do you miss it? Mm, Maybe what I miss is having feeling like I have the freedom to be so deep in a book that nothing else matters.
0: But couldn't you turn off the Netflix and open a book instead? I
1: could, but I don't think that it would. My brain doesn't get to stay in that space anymore like it used to when I was When I was younger and we just didn't have as many problems to solve. You
0: could ask me the same questions. I mean, I I, I miss reading very much. Right. And I don't take the time to do it anymore. Yeah. as, As often as I'd like.
1: One of the things that people that knew me back then knew about me was that whenever I started to find a new project or I had a new problem to solve or I was having a baby or I had a new career or... Whatever was going on in my life, I would dig in with books, and I would read every book that I could get my hands on. I think you're hearing the chickens. I'm pretty sure that's what you heard in the background. (laughs) So, anyways, I found myself interested in shift in food. This has been a part of my life for my whole life. Diet. You know that that diet shift thing, change, and so you had some I, stomach
0: issues that you didn't want to take medicine for the for the rest of your life. Yeah, and this is the solution that you came to. Yeah, and and I believe that it's worked for you very very well. Yes, you don't take medicine food for the rest is, of your life.
1: Food is medicine to me. We and don't take pills. I take a lot of pills right now, but well, they're I'm not. We don't take pharmaceuticals. pharmaceuticals. They're supplements and different kinds of food based supplements and things like that. So I was on a long trip and I picked up a book called The Food Revolution. And at that time, it was, you were watching Food Inc., and we were, people were talking about all different food options and is organic the way to go? And should we be buying organic? And should there is be wor- more? Is it
0: worth the increase in price? Well,
1: and in our area, should there be more organic available to uh-huh. you? Do you have access to these things? So, The Food Revolution, I pick it up. It's not the book I thought it was when I purchased it to read it, but that's the book I had on this really long trip. So, I started reading it. It's a book by John Robbins, who is the. One of the heirs to Baskin Robbins. So the dairy industry. He knows the meat industry, the dairy industry. He knows all
0: about that. Well, he's also making ice cream for millions of people a week.
1: In the industrial industry. Yeah, so in, the industrial in dairy that, industry right. is what he knew. and That's so a lot of started, cows being milked. Right. Yeah. yeah. He started talking about the whole process of the industrial meat and the industrial animal industry. So if you're eating eggs, how do you get eggs? If you're eating ice cream, where how do, what's the process for those animals? The whole thing from the feedlot to when you take the animal all the way to the feedlot so that it gets finished with corn, fattened up in this huge holding cell with a lot of other cattle before they then go into slaughter. And how much energy, water it takes to get a hamburger patty on your plate compared to broccoli you know, or whatever. And so it goes into a little bit of that conversation of the vegetarian. You know, there's a lot of conversations out there. That's not been something that's ever been a thing for me. It just got me to realize that there were reasons for me not to eat as much meat. And I will tell you that while I'm eating more meat now, my diet is very, very different now than it was then. The biggest shift that happened when I chose not to eat industrial meat anymore. Two big shifts. One, I couldn't eat at a fast food restaurant anymore.
0: You asked last week, who eats at McDonald's anyway? I looked it up. McDonald's feeds 68 million people a day.
1: So how many animals
0: firmly, firmly, firmly entrenched in the way that we as a country and even more than ever, a broader global society eat food is, and that's just McDonald's. So yeah, McDonald's and then all of the other ones. 68
1: million people a day. A
0: day. Yeah.
1: But there's 7 billion people on the planet. So I think we're taking a pretty big knock at. (laughs)
0: After 10 days, what is it after 10 days? 680 million and then a hundred days is you're up to the population Mm. of the world. well
1: i nor have anyone that i pay for food for have eaten that to me that's not even that's that's kind of a different rabbit hole of like making choices about corporate food and blah 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 i chose this because it felt like the right decision for me at that time in my life but that got me away from fast food restaurants that got me into a situation where i was eating mostly um game and then the second big thing that it changed was it got me to realize in my community that there was very little access to healthy options for your diet and healthy options for your lifestyle. But I believe that a lot of those types of change, having a nice strong farmer's market, having restaurants that are willing to serve farm to table, having vegan restaurants and having a vegan festival. Those are things that would not have even been considered if there weren't a strong group of people that were willing to talk about that stuff and help their community have access to those things. And so that's how I got to where I am with the meat. An interesting book, A Need for a Better Diet for My Physical Health. And then a desire to help my community have access to that as well.
0: And so for as long as I've known you, we have skipped restaurants, avoided certain types of restaurants because we knew that there would be, you know, whatever. I have not seen you eat, except for our food journey, which we talked about in episode two. I have not seen you eat a hamburger, barbecue. You might take a nibble because you're not so against, but if I were to make a brisket, with meat that we knew where it came from, you'd eat it all day long. Oh,
1: I love brisket. <laughs> and if I made a
0: hamburger, and I often I do, you'll eat it all day long. Now we're having. I ma-
1: love ribs. Yeah. I, lo- I mean, I.
0: It's not an aversion to I always meat. Say, That's I'm not your I'm a Texan. Thing.
1: I'm a meat eater. No, it's just about being.
0: Knowing where your meat came from. Because if having, you don't know where your meat came choices. from, you can't. You are no longer in control of the fuel that you're giving your body
1: well and so now this shift even though i'm eating more meat i'm still picky about the kinds of meat i'm willing to eat but also this shift is still no grain means i'm still not going to a fast food restaurant and i'm certainly not going to go to a fast food restaurant and eat a crummy patty
0: that that does not resemble
1: with by taking the bread off or whatever i mean that's a waste of my time Uh in texas it might make things a little bit easier than it was before for me to eat out but i i can't say that it Completely has
0: So the best meal that I had this week my favorite meal that yeah. I ate this last week
1: I think I know what's coming though. of course you
0: do. <laughs> you, you, I've, I've, I've led you directly into being able to guess when we did our food journey with you can hear more about that in episode two and I'm neglected to mention at the top of the episode that if you want to learn more about this podcast and who we are go to episode one. It's fun in these early episodes because we can, I can remember the content and send you back. Mm-hmm. We do a food journey every other week. This Tuesday, we're going to go eat the first of a three to five-stop Indian food journey. That's Sorry, how many went. Indian food restaurants or places that serve Indian dishes we have in our community.
1: Stop for one second and think about that. The Indian food.
0: It used to be zero?
1: Well, it was. we had one restaurant and then there was... And then nobody went there, but I went there and a few of my friends introduced me to it. And maybe you had gone there once. A long time and then, ago. Uh, yeah, and then it went away. It closed. But when we met, there was no Indian Zero food. Zero Indian food. And Indian food was my favorite food. Every
0: time we'd travel to a city north of us, we would Anywhere. go eat an Indian food restaurant.
1: Anywhere. When we go out of town, we go to And that's where an I Indian learned food Indian
0: food. I didn't know much about Indian food prior to you and I getting together.
1: And we've had Indian food now all over the country. Oh, yeah. And some of the best. I'm an
0: Indian food full convert, so I'm excited about an Indian food journey in our food journey
1: yes that you can have have an actual journey our very
0: first journey (laughs) and we recount this in episode two was barbecue and we went to every single barbecue place and what happens is that there is a clear favorite amongst the group that goes to all of them or it's kind of a tie we can't decide do we like this or that the two favorite barbecue restaurants from that journey are julian's and you gotta look these up down in corpus christi and mr g (laughs) now mr g's i bring up for two reasons i bring up the names for two reasons it's two very different styles of barbecue texas south texas barbecue Uh this would be opposed to carolina barbecue or tennessee barbecue that uses different flavor profiles ours is south texas brisket sausage and that's really all i care about at a barbecue restaurant i'm not going to do chicken i'm not going to do Well, that's your yuck about just (laughs) chicken in general when you don't know where it comes from. So now with this grain-free thing and the person you're seeing saying it is more important for you to eat protein than it is for you to adhere to your self-imposed aversion to restaurant meat where you don't know where the meat comes from. Yeah. So now you're choosing beef. I think it's beef. I think you're limiting yourself to beef out and I am just curious more than anything. The barbecue was great. It, it was so much fun to eat barbecue with you well, that and I, I didn't have to prepare. But I'm curious as to how do you feel about it? Because for as long as I've known you, these were strict personal decisions. And now here I see you getting chopped beef on a baked potato at a restaurant. You have no idea where that beef was. How do you How do you feel about it? Are you okay with it?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. You don't want to think about it? (laughs) Maybe, maybe I don't want to think about it. Maybe that I'm feeling better. That gives me a reason to just, it's possible that even though I wasn't eating meat, like I was real picky about, I always just say restaurant meat or grocery store meat, but even still like, yeah, I mean, even grass fed, natural, whatever they call it at the grocery stores. I even didn't want that. What I think it's done is it's got me to pay attention to my diet again. And I think I'm probably making better choices anyways, even if I'm eating a little bit of beef when I'm out and about. And I will tell you, the reason I like Mr. G's and why I was one of the ones for proponent of Mr. G's is because I grew up on the style of barbecue that that place makes. That's one of our oldest favorite restaurants. Everyone from here had been to and loved. My family had a regular tradition and family friendship with them. And that place burned down 10 years ago. About that. Maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, I guess maybe 15 years ago now. That
0: was barbecue in South Texas. That that, that was dignitaries from Texas and Dallas Cowboys bringing helicopters down. And when you talk
1: about the style of barbecue here, right? like maybe two different styles, you've got the Joe Cotton style of barbecue.
0: That's the place that you just mentioned, the burn down. Yes,
1: or you've got, you know, some other... Everything else. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and... I grew up on the Joe Cotton style of barbecue. And
0: Mr. G's does that.
1: Yep. I grew up on those delicious beans and that that barbecue sauce. Thin, a
0: thin barbecue sauce uh-huh. as opposed to and that thick a, syrupy that you see out of the bottle. A
1: big slab of, I mean, just the way that they did it and the way that they do it. And it wasn't bad for me
0: at all. It yeah. was
1: good. And I enjoyed it. And
0: I've seen you eat burgers without the bun a couple places because yeah. you need protein according to And I
1: like hamburgers and hamburger is kind of an easy thing for me.
0: But how do you feel? I mean, is it ick you ick you out nope. to do it? You're... No, if
1: if if I got into chick the chicken would be an ick me out situation. Yeah. Like I just have a completely different feeling about how chicken, you know ugh, the it's whole just, it's, chickens it's... are disgusting. And if you think about how much chicken we eat and how many chickens are processed and how fast and how quick that happens We've processed chickens ourselves before. That's true. And we know exactly how dirty and how glucky and blucky that is. And imagine that there are billions, I guess, of chickens going through slaughterhouses. That's just, I can't.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a question we'll answer for next week. Another How many chickens one. go through the slaughterhouses? <laughs> well, if you're going to have a podcast about food or any kind of conversation about food, the, the where the food comes from is a necessary part of that conversation. It's a, it's a part of the conversation that you and I do not shy away from, to the point to where we will go out to your parents' farm and slaughter chickens.
1: I know that's kind to of to go cool. get for, the clean
0: to go get the clean meat that we desire.
1: For some people, that in itself might just be icky, you know. But that's I I would prefer that over going to a store. And buying a piece of chicken... Wrapped know, in
0: plastic and you don't know anything about yes, it.
1: That icks me out. Cleaning it myself does not ick me out. And I know that that's vice versa for some other people.
0: Now, you asked me my favorite dinner talk topic of the week. We had a, a bunch of great conversations with a bunch of great different people this past week. What was your favorite?
1: A few nights ago at the table, we were talking to Savannah. Savannah's the baby. She's the one that's in the house all of the time now. And I learned, I actually didn't know this, but I learned that she is now officially going to Europe. London and Paris. And, and I think so, they're gonna
0: do Versailles. You know, the yeah. a, a typical education junior high thing.
1: Yeah. And so I started asking her questions yeah. about what what is this? You're going on a trip. I didn't know you were going. Yeah, I'm getting to go. I'm gonna go next summer. I we have the agenda now. She starts kind of telling us a little bit about the agenda, some of the things Joe was talking about. I said, Oh who who is the tour guide? Ef Tours. I said, Oh my gosh. I went on a very, very similar trip when I was 16 that's funny yeah from EF tours and so then it gave us the ability to talk a little bit about that and and you know it just came back to me just the thoughts I pulled out a photo album of photos that were taken back then and we've been talking a lot about friends in junior high and what it's like and girls you know the way girls are to each other and just all of those like Teenager girl, junior high girl. If you're a female, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're a dad of a female or a group of females, you don't know exactly, but you kind of understand what I'm talking about. Earlier
0: this year, a movie came out called Eighth Grade. Yeah. And my daughter was about to go into eighth grade. She's in eighth grade now. And your daughter had just finished ninth grade, but eighth grade's yeah. not that far away. Yeah. And it's just those social dynamics among the females in that age right. group. It's, yeah. It can be a struggle.
1: Yeah, yeah. And girls are, we're a challenging uh, species. Yes, you are. We are.
0: <laughs> Us men, so, not a challenge at all for you ladies, but you ladies, very much a challenge.
1: So, you know, the conversation uh, reminded sarcasm, me. complete sarcasm, by the way. So the conversation reminded me of, my trip to Europe and I started asking her questions about where she's going and the trip that I went on I got to go with three girls that were close friends of mine so there's a, there was a little four-pack but then ended up hanging out with another girl who was a little bit younger who ends up being as I kind of Kind of sideline, stalk her a little bit on the social media things. I see her from time to time, and I I think her and I probably have the most in common of all of those groups of people. And I remember, you know, having the conversations about the eighth grade table and the picking on each other and the the visco girl thing that was kind of a joke just recently. And if you don't know what a visco girl is, look it up. It's kind of silly. I remember this woman, this woman now, this girl back then, telling me how I had hurt her feelings and how I had made a joke about her and how she was putting on her eye makeup or whatever. And it made me think about the stories that we, the the stories that we recall from those times when we're, you know, going on a, we went to on a trip to Europe, and I could tell you a few things about Europe. But what I can tell you is that I ended up being spending more time with and becoming closer to and getting to know a girl that I had been kind of crummy too, you know I just think that that was the the conversation was the conversation was really about girls and the challenges of being a girl and it's learning how to manipulate bullying or not bullying and how to take care of each other and whatever but the conversation about going to Europe and having that experience was something that she's gonna she's going to now track that and I expect us to have more conversations because I think that you made a mention, because she's going to Paris, and I will tell you that aside from the girl side of what I remember from Europe, I also remember Paris, and I remember two things that she named right away. I remembered Versailles, and so anytime I see anything about Versailles Mm -hmm. or, or that king... King the 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 one King
0: Versailles. Go ahead.
1: No, not King Versailles. We can look that up. Like what was the the king that built that? That was a thing, and it was and and and. Well, I love like that type of drama. You know,
0: you you enjoy that as a backdrop of television and shows, and like,
1: I you, oh, love yeah. it. Every
0: time I walk in there, and you've gotten a show going on your own, it's usually with a British or French yeah. or and monarchy. And Versailles or is the actually Queen. a show,
1: yeah. That's a like a whole episode. And anyway, so I remember being there, and I remember taking photos, and I remember just who I was as a young sixteen-year-old, and I remember sitting on the steps. Now you could actually name it; I couldn't remember it in Montmartre. Paris, Montmartre. I remember sitting on those steps Mm -hmm. and I remember that long field that I mean, not, it's not a field, it's a park, all this beautiful green space and how there were people just playing music or just leaning on each other or yeah. And just hanging out. And then, and it was just, Oh, it, it felt so good. And that, and that, and I believe that those were some vital, vital moments in a 16 year old girl's life. Number one, my greatest desire in all of life is to travel. That's what I want to do. That's all I care about doing. I know, if I, could do, I know you're jonesing. That's it. That's all I ever want to do. I can live without anything. You know, clearly wellness is our, everyone's priority. But everything else luxury-wise, I can live without all of it. Travel is the most important thing to me. So that set that urge for travel. It set that understanding about you're going to go away on this trip and you're going to go there with somebody that you thought might have been your best friend. And what you're going to end up finding is that the other girl... That you didn't know anything about or the other guy that you didn't know anything about the creative that you didn't know is the one that you spend the most time with and enjoy the most time with and that you discover what are the things that call to you and for me art and outdoor space and this and there's something weird about the green space in urban areas that i really really value so central park in new york uh, Zilker Park in Austin. Where well, well, and you're going to see that the,
0: that the major world destinations have, without fail, I can't I can't think off the top of my head of an alternative of capturing public space and green space and it being an important part of that urban lifestyle. You you must retreat, and when there are skyscrapers all around you, this is where you can. Central yeah. Park in New York is what has well, been and and that's
1: been a thing since. I mean, as we're as we're talking about ACL being one of the first places that we go that we love to travel, the way we eat. You know, just things that we've done, running for mayor. Those things have all been because we are working to bring the values that have been most important to us to our community. What are you doing over there? Oh, I'm
0: getting our cards ready. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, am I <laughs> and, making a lot of noise?
1: Well, you're making a lot of noise. Okay. And, and 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 you know, I'm trying to talk to you. I and know. I'm I'm, man- I'm managing.
0: No, 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 no. I, I've heard every <laughs> single word that you said. Please continue.
1: I've lost my train of thought. Uh, Most importantly, what I wanted to say about my conversation that I really, really valued was getting to remember what it was like to be a 16 year old girl and the things that set me forward in life. I am so thankful that Savannah is going to have that opportunity and I can't wait to hear how it goes. And I think it takes us right back to the ACL thing that you said. And that's it's kind of the same thing. We want our children to have experiences. We want them to have them at a younger age so that they can communicate with us during those experiences. And we want them to learn and grow and have things that they take with them into life. Because as we've learned, the things that we've learned from that age or younger became the things that make us stronger today and make us...
0: Life experiences are really what life is all about, isn't it?
1: I think so. At the end
0: of each episode... I've been noisily putting together the the concept that... I, I can't remember how this came into our life. It's been... We've had it for...
1: Well, we've talked about it a few times now. Understood,
0: so. but it's a little game, I guess you'd call it. It's a box in a Lucite box of little square cards. It's called Table Topics, and we pull one at random. And Joe's then.
1: been playing with them for the last... like My Enough. whole dinner table conversation. Enough. Enough. <laughs>
0: No, that will never happen again. (laughs) We will read one, and we have not looked at the question prior to now. So I think we have to discuss how to answer this one, because this is—you know—this would work around a table with a family.
1: I think it was my turn to ask, by the way.
0: It wasn't. I promise. Last week you asked me first. What was the thing you? admire oh, about most your about parent. your parents oh yeah yeah No. if right. you had to live you are cantankerous this morning <laughs> there's something about the podcast that you don't have a level of control over that clearly you desire. <laughs> no. here's my question to you okay and then we'll see. talk maybe about how to answer it because i don't know how you answer this because you can't really talk names if you had to live with another family for a year which family would you choose now, They're at the, around the dinner table, we know we the, we know families that are in our lives, and but with we don't have that here.
1: What do you mean with our well, with Well, I, I can't online? say the
0: Joneses because no one listening well, knows no, who but, the Joneses well, are.
1: Well, no, but we can say why, you know, why we think that that might be a family we might like to live in. You know? I don't want
0: to live with another family. I like our family very much. You like if our you family? had to live with another family for a year, what does that mean? I'm for pa- one year. For I've one year. Okay. Packed if off I and to don't live... see you guys for a year?
1: If I had to live with another family for one year, yeah. what would I do?
0: Who would you choose? Which family would you choose?
1: I I think I, I would choose a family that lives on the road. On a bus.
0: Okay, we're uh, gonna be uh, we're gonna be general. General. Okay, go Yeah, ahead. I mean
1: you I mean there there are families that, yes. that live on the road and maybe they do, maybe they make money by doing, uh, you know, a vlog or, a, you know, or whatever. That's not even the point. That is...
0: That's the experience you're looking for.
1: I'm looking for the opportunity to travel, travel the world and live on a bus. And I can't, I mean, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, let's, my best friend, Jessica. That's a good, that's an actual family. Uh huh. If Jessica said, hey, we're going on the road for an entire year and... We think it would work perfect in your life because we need you to help us do this thing. And so we want you to come with us. I would, I would do that. That's what Uh, I would do. We
0: don't want you to go.
1: I know, but I'll be back in a year.
0: Oh my God. A year.
1: (laughs) You could not go a year without me. I I don't think I could go a year without you.
0: I don't want to go a year without you. I don't want to go a year without the kids.
1: I, yeah, that would be, that would be almost impossible. This this question sucks. (laughs) You don't have an answer?
0: I don't have an answer, but I mean, I'll, let me think about it for a second. You're saying, let me use the year to have an experience that I crave. Yes. You love the notion of getting an RV, selling all your possessions and getting out there. Yeah. I'll do that with you, but that's not the first thing that leaps to mind. I think.
1: You just want to go with me. I'm the family that if you could choose to have a family.
0: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to pick a just a mega wealthy family that doesn't care what I do or where I am amongst them and they of course are sharing that wealth with me and I would live in a beautiful villa that they own and maybe they're there maybe they're not and I would do a lot of writing. I would minimize my
1: What do you want to write about?
0: You you always say, I've I've known
1: that you want to write. All the years we've been together and I've never... I've
0: got at least 20 half-thought-out ideas. I've got a book filled with half-written things. And I think that... I'm not even saying that at the end of that year, the Great American Novel would be written or the Great American Screenplay would be written. It would just be nice to engage that part of my mind, which I'm not doing often.
1: Write a book, man.
0: I fake it with social media fun i fake it with online editorials that 20 people read i you know i fake it often I, in other words the itch is scratched but i think that i would want to sew up things that i've been carrying around with me for a long long time that are writing. ready to write yeah. so that's
1: it you would go off into a, a, a wealthy people's via right family where they didn't care what you were doing Correct. and you would just write the whole time
0: and i'd eat well and i'd drink well and i'd tour during the day
1: and you'd invite your girlfriend oh yeah 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 i come invite, visit I'd you uh, my,
0: <laughs> my gff <laughs> i i would invite you guys to come out often but then i'd get you away and then a year later i'd have to get back to reality
1: back to life back to reality anything else no i think that's it okay i think that uh, the kitchen the kitchen, is the kitchen is closed <laughs> the kitchen is closed the Dinner has been served, and we will see you next time. Hey, can you guys
0: get in there and do the dishes, please?
1: (laughs) Thank you again for joining us at our dinner table. We hope we filled you up. If we told you we would share something, you can find it at at our dinner table talks on Facebook and Instagram. And for all those Twitter users, at dinner underscore talks, Be sure to visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com or send us an email, talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We definitely look forward to hearing everything you have to say at our dinner table.